Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Free agency underway in the NBA. Uh, Some big names moving around. What are the Timberwolves doing? I, I know smaller moves for the Timberwolves because they've got a lot of money committed uh, to the likes of Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert and the rest to the roster and to sort it all out what's going on with the Wolves and around the NBA Chris Hine from the Star Tribune Chris good to visit with you how you doing Steve happy fourth yeah happy fourth to you it looks like it'll be a hot one we haven't had rain to speak of at all and the, the way it looks, we may get rain on the 4th of July. That's how it goes. Crazy. <laughs> feels, feels just about right. Uh, Minnesota, <laughs> the, the, the weather's never perfect. Really yeah. perfect. Christmas. Yeah, that, 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 that's right. Uh, and we, we do need the rain, so if it comes on the 4th, I, I think people will make peace with that. Uh, before we get into the Timberwolves and the moves they've made to this point, uh, when, when it comes to free agency and signings and decisions they've made so far, uh, really one of the big names, uh, the future of Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers looks like Lillard's ready to move on. Yeah, um, everybody was kind of waiting on this for the last several weeks. Which way was it going to break in Portland? Was was Portland going to try and you know maybe sell or, or trade some of its young talent? Um, and potentially try to get some veterans around Damian Lillard, or was Damian Lillard going to ask out and Portland was going to go into rebuild mode? And today it looks like we got an answer uh, that Damian Lillard wants out and Portland's probably going to be in rebuild mode. And now we just kind of wait and see which which team does he go to. Miami was heavily rumored. I think you know Philadelphia would probably like to get in that mix, I'm guessing. Um, uh, the Knicks as well have a lot of draft capital coming up in future years. So we'll see. Uh, This is just beginning, and we'll see how it plays out over the next couple of days here. Yeah, and it it appears Lillard uh, Lillard still has plenty of tread on the tire. One of my favorite guards in the league to watch play, particularly in person, just dynamic talent. But but for Portland, this has got to be bittersweet because – Lillard's meant so much to that community. He's a huge star in Portland. You know, a lot of people have made the the parallels to kind of how it went with Kevin Garnett uh, here in Minnesota. Just you know, after the Western Conference Finals appearance, just never really could get back to to that level. And so eventually, he reached a point in his career where you know, change of scenery was was needed. But it you know it never never really changed how people in Minnesota really felt about Kevin Garnett ultimately. 
you know, and his legacy with that franchise. And I think it's going to be similar with Damian Lillard in Portland. You know, he's going to go somewhere else, try to be competitive, try to get a, a title here at, at the end of the peak of his career here. Um, but, you know, Damian Lillard is going to go down as one of the, the best, if not the best, Portland Trailblazer in the franchise's history. Um, and I don't think what what is happening today is going to diminish that over the long term. Yeah, and there, as you pointed out, there are a lot of intriguing potential landing spots for Lillard. Kyrie Irving stays in Dallas, James Harden. And th- this isn't really a surprise, uh, you know, uh, on his way out of Philadelphia. So you, you mentioned the 76ers as being a potential for Lillard. But uh, the, the one that stood out for me w- w- with all the talk, you know, was was the Kyrie Irving situation. Yeah, I think it's just an interesting dynamic there. I was really surprised when I saw the reports that he was going to be meeting with Phoenix because in my head I was yeah. thinking, how is that going to work with <laughs> with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal there? And you're going to maybe add Kyrie Irving to that mix? Who's going to yeah. – first, how, how are you going to pay all those guys, A and B? Who's going to play defense um, <laughs> if, if that was the scenario? So not surprised that that – fizzled and that Kyrie is ultimately just back in Dallas on a very large contract, very generous deal. And, you know, you just never know what the year is going to bring with, with him, um, how many games he's going to play. And honestly, you know, that team last year, when he got there, they were not very good. You know, they went from being a, a, you know, a fringe playoff team to out of it. Uh, very shortly after he he got there, so I think there's some some chemistry issues they got to figure out between him and Luka Doncic. You know, both of them like to have the ball in their hands a lot, and I feel like their offense can't just be your turn, my turn kind of yeah. thing, which is what it which is what it was last year. Chris Hine joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline covers the Timberwolves and the NBA for the Star Tribune. Uh, let's get down to business with the Timberwolves and what they've done so far. Uh, first, Torian Prince uh, will test free agency after the, the, the Wolves made a decision because, let's face the facts, uh, they've got a lot of money tied up already in player salaries, and, and uh, Prince w- wasn't a fit money-wise. Yeah, yeah, so he... Had an option uh, for seven and a half million. He actually ended up coming to an agreement with the Lakers yesterday for four and a half million. Um, so you can kind of see where the market was for him and why the Wolves maybe decided to uh, waive his contract and, and move on from it. So, you know, the Wolves, you know, I think one thing they were going to miss with him was his shooting. Coming off the bench, that's one thing that this roster doesn't have a ton of. So they went out and got Troy Brown from the Lakers, um, who shot 38% from three-point range last year. Shake Milton from the 76ers, yeah. also a decent three-point shooter as well, um, and a kind of a combo guard who can help them out with their with their point guard depth, uh, somebody who might be able to help run the offense uh, in spurts. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, shooting is a, is, was a priority of what they were kind of looking for to kind of round out the bench. Yeah. It, just looking at the, at the people they brought back and Nikhil Alexander Walker 
yeah, for uh, for 24 hours there, I, I think fans might have been a little scratching their heads. Like, why would the Wolves not offer him a qualifying offer to make him a restricted free agent? Well, the qualifying offer would have been $7 million, um, and they ended up signing him for two years at $9 million. So they came in uh, well under the qualifying offer, and they locked him up for two years. So, you know, you can kind of see what the – what the chess moves were on the board when it came to how they handled Alexander Walker's situation. He's a guy that really wants to be here. The Wolves love having him here. Um, after he came over in that trade in February, um, and he was really big for them down the stretch and in the postseason as one of their best defenders, especially after Jaden McDaniels went out. So he's back uh, on a two-year deal. And I think that that makes a lot of sense for both sides. Yeah, and Chris, I'm I'm glad you brought that up in that particular signing because, you know, when that deal was made, it was kind of like all about Mike Conley and who's this other guy. And as it turns out, he can really play and 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 be in the rotation and make a difference. And that you have to have guys like this considering what you're paying on the top end and you know ultimately what Ant's going to get paid what Carl Anthony Towns is getting paid Rudy Gobert etc you you have to have uh guys that can come in and contribute and he fits the bill that's that's absolutely right and i think that's also why you saw them try to get a a second draft pick this year where they where they made a trade to grab the 33rd pick in the draft because you do have these large contracts looming and you're going to need guys who are on either rookie scale deals or are on cheap, relatively cheap contracts, which is what this is for uh, Alexander Walker uh, to round out your roster. So you need somebody who can come off the bench, give you reliable minutes who fits your system and style of play. Uh, so I think that that's in a <laughs> small but essential signing for them and, and locking him up. And that's why they have, you know, that's kind of why the back end of this roster is young. At the top end, you have, you know, Rudy Gobert is in his 30s, Mike Conley is in his 30s, um, and you have some veterans there like Carl and Kyle Anderson. But if you look at the back end of this roster, the, the kind of the back half of it, there's a lot of youth on this roster. And I don't think that that's, uh, that's an accident. Um, because you are going to need these players to develop in your pipeline and be contributors in a year or two when some of these contracts are going to balloon and you might not be able to sign a middle class of free agents um, like you were maybe this year with, with Nas Reed, for instance. So very important to have young, team-friendly contract talent on the roster, which is what that signing was. And in the Nas Reed signing, it, it go, goes without saying, I think there was a sense of relief among Timberwolves fans because it, it was just a breakout year for him. He he was really good and, you know, a, a devastating injury when they lost Nas Reed because he, he just, my sense was, I mean, you're, you're there day in and day out at the practice facility mm-hmm. and travel with the team on the road but he, he just seemed to be getting better and better that you know there, there was just constant improvement in his game and what he brought to the team yeah he he really did uh the last stretch that he played right before he got hurt was the best basketball i've seen him play and some of those games were with both carl anthony towns and rudy gobert in the lineup uh he he 
really, I think, took a took a jump this past season. Um, he's very skilled. I think he fits Chris Finch's offensive philosophy and system because he's a very quick decision maker. And whatever he decides to do, he does it very quickly. And that's kind of what Chris Finch's offense demands. It does not demand a lot of, like, pass the ball. Okay, this guy has it. Now he holds it trying to decide what to do. Nasri is quick. He moves. He sets screens quickly. He slips quickly. He, he decides to go to the basket in, in, a, in, a, in a small amount of time. So I, th- I really think he's a great fit offensively. Defensively, he's got some improvements to make. I know they want to see him start rebounding a little better, especially on the offensive end of the floor. So there's definitely some things he needs to work on moving forward. But in terms of just the offensive ability and the ability to create mismatches for for teams or against teams on the floor, I think he's he's a he's a great fit for this roster. So here we sit, July one, still a long way to camp. We have a whole summer. There, there's summer league and all things going on with that out in Las Vegas. But it you get the sense that this is probably it. What they're going to do. Um, that for all practical purposes, you know, they're going to roll it back, and these are the guys they're going to go with next season. Yeah, it it looks – I wouldn't expect too many more uh, moves for this season. They have to round out the roster with, you know, two-way contracts and maybe bring in a couple guys uh, as camp tryout guys. Um, So you'll see some of these kind of more minor signings happen over the next week. Um, the big thing that will be coming probably shortly over the next week or so, um, who, who knows what the, what the exact timing will be, are the contract extensions of Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels. Uh, those will be the, the kind of the next things on the to-do list. Uh, Edwards, it shouldn't take too long for him to sign his contract. There shouldn't be much negotiating going on there. It's going to be a max deal. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, it could be a little more back and forth required to to land on a number for him because his will not be a max contract, but it'll still be very lucrative. My expectation, just kind of ballparking it, is he's probably set to make somewhere in the mid-20s of millions per year, and you know the value of the contract could rise to the high 20s by the end of that deal. So that's where I would expect his deal to come in. Uh, we'll see on the years for Jaden. Ant should be a five-year deal. Uh, Jaden's could be a five-year deal, um, but we'll see if they decide to go uh, that many years on that deal before he reaches free agency again. So those are the two, the two uh, items at the top of their to-do list now uh, as July, as we turn the calendar to July. Yeah, I, I don't want to wish summer away, but, uh, you know, here, here we go. Go. It, it goes pretty quickly after free agency and the dust settles. There's a little bit of a lull. By the way, before we let you go, are, are you going to go out to Vegas for summer league, or are you going to stay away? I will be there. Yeah, we'll okay. be there for a couple days. Um, you know, three nights in Vegas is enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to spend any more time than three nights, uh, as I've learned uh, over the five years on this beat. Three nights is plenty. I'll be I'll be yeah. plenty exhausted by the time. Uh, so I, I leave on Friday, and I'll get back on uh, and I leave uh, town or leave Vegas on Monday. So by by the time you see me Monday morning, um, I might look like yeah. I'm 
sick and hungover and all that stuff. But I might be. I might very well might be. <laughs> all right, Chris, good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time. Happy 4th. Sounds good. Thank you, Steve. There he is, Chris Hine from the Star Tribune, joining on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.